may be in other parts of the world. We, we uh, thank you for being with us. All right, we're going to open our Bibles very quickly, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the word. Thank you that it goes forth tonight. Your people receive it, and it blesses our hearts and lets us grow in faith. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Y'all started my clock? Go ahead. If you don't start it, I'll. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24. You see that? It reads this way. Not that we have dominion over your faith. I wish we did. But our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. So you see, we don't have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers. That's what, what Apostle and I are doing this week. We're fellow workers. In fact, the King James Version says helpers. Of your joy. For by faith you stand. This week I'm going to talk about, or tonight rather, I'm going to talk about standing faith. Standing faith. Tomorrow night I'm going to talk about walking faith. And Thursday I'm going to talk about running faith. Tonight we're going to talk about standing faith. Amen? There's a scripture that we know in the faith camp a whole lot. You, uh, if you've been anywhere near Brother Hagin's teachers, you, you've heard Mark chapter 11. And uh, you, Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. You go all the way down to verse 24. And, and uh, Jesus says, in the New King James, he says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you, you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And I really like the way the King James puts it because it says, What things soever you desire. Anybody here desire some things? About 10, 12 of y'all. And the rest of y'all desire some things from God. All right. So if you desire things from God, Jesus told us, he said, what things of you desire when you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when do you believe? When you pray. And you believe you receive them when you pray. So you, you receive them by faith when you pray. Now, how many of y'all have enough experience to know that just because you receive it by faith, in the spirit, it doesn't manifest in the natural immediately. And so there's going to be some time that elapses, some time that, that goes by between the time you say amen and the time that God says there it is. Right? And so you have to know how to stand during that time of waiting. The Bible says through faith and patience we inherit the promises, right? And so that patience means that you're going to have to stand. After they patiently endured, they obtained the promise. So patience means you got, got to stand. And you and I have an enemy, the devil, who's going to try to get us out of our stand with God. And so when you and I are believing God for miracles, believing God for turnaround, believing God for manifestation, believing God for a breakthrough, believing God for a breakout, believing God for whatever you need from him, you're going to have to stand. And many people never reach their manifestation because they don't have any standing. And you got to be able to stand. Tell your neighbor, you got to be able to stand. So, 2 Corinthians 1.24 says, Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers, for your joy, for by faith you stand. For by faith, are y'all listening? For by faith you stand. Stand against what? Opposition. 
I mean, let's, let's just talk about this for a second. I'll take one minute for this. Even if you're not believing God for anything in particular for yourself, just standing in faith, just walking with God. Just saying, I believe the Bible as it's written. I believe God's word never changes. And when they're bringing all kinds of things against us in the faith, you got to be able to stand. When they come and ask you, what's your opinion on homosexuality? What's your opinion on abortion? What's your opinion on this? And you, Can you stand? See, so it takes faith to stand. See, and the one of the reasons why people, people don't stand is because, well, see, if I tell people what my opinion is, I might lose my job. And what that tells me is your faith then is in your job. And your faith is not in God. I'll stay on this side here. They're quiet on that side. Your faith might be in your job and not in God. And if you want to get things from God, your faith cannot be in your job or in the government or anybody else on this planet. Your faith must be, according to Mark eleven twenty two, in God. And so you're going to have opposition. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be tested. You're going to be persecuted. I mean, if you start believing God for things, you're going to be persecuted. Tell somebody, I'm believing God to be a multimillionaire, and you, you know, working a, a you know, nine to five minimum wage. I'm believing God for my own house, and you've been on your mama's couch. You got to be able to stand because you have an adversary, the devil. Who's going to bring all kind of opposition, all kind of trouble, all kind of persecution, every sort of, I mean, you, you believe in God for your healing, he's going to bring the, the, the opposite manifestation. He's going to bring more symptoms to you that tell you you're not healed. And you have to say, shut up, I am healed. I, I'm going to stay on this side. This, I like this side. I, yes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And I'm not going to listen to those symptoms in my body. I am, shut up devil, I am healed. I am rich. Oh, they were kind of quiet when I said they were healed. I am rich. It doesn't matter what the account says. Let it go. If it goes to the negative, praise God, I made a mistake. I'm, I must have missed the check somehow. But God, I am rich. And I don't need any Joe, Joe Biden stimulus money. I don't need anybody. I don't need, I'm not waiting on that stuff. I'm rich because God's word says I'm rich. And you got to know how to stand in faith when everything looks exactly opposite of what you believe in God for. So he says, we come along. We don't have to mean over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy, or again, or as King James helpers of your joy. Again, the big part here, for by faith you stand. Tell your neighbor, by faith you stand. stand. Alright, so he says we got to help your joy because by faith you stand. What the devil knows is that if he can come along and steal your joy, you have no fuel for your faith. Tell your neighbor, joy, joy. is fuel for your faith. So if he comes and steals your joy, now I know some, some of y'all probably not old enough to remember this. It probably doesn't happen in y'all's neck of the woods because y'all have, y'all, y'all pretty much live upscale. But in, in the hood, people would come at night because you didn't park your car in the garage. There were no garages in the hood. So people would come at night and open your gas cap 
and siphon off your gas. You know you filled your car up the day before. But overnight, they come and steal your fuel. So it didn't matter what you had put in there. If they stole your fuel, it didn't matter how beautiful your car was. It didn't matter if you had washed, all, washed your car and, and armorage your tires. It didn't matter if your car, if the fuel had been stolen, you were going nowhere. The devil knows if he can come along and steal your fuel, which is your joy, he will stop your faith. And if he stops your faith, you cannot stand. He says, for by faith, you stand. Everybody say, by faith, I stand. By faith, I stand. So if by faith I stand, if I don't have my faith operating, then I can't stand. And if I can't stand, if I don't stand, I will never receive the end of my faith. I'll never receive my manifestation. I never believe, I never received what I believed I received when I prayed. And too many of God's people have some um, uh, uh, some unfinished business in the spirit. Things that we let go because we didn't stand. The word came to us, but persecution came for the word's sake. Tribulation came for the word's sake. For the word's sake. For that word that you was, you know, you know, if you're gonna be in faith, you gotta have a word. Y'all, y'all don't. Y'all, you do know faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. Not just you reading the word, but you getting the rhema word spoken to you. So when God gives you a word, now you have something to stand on. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So when now that you know God's will, you have something to stand on. My wife, uh, back in 2020, well, everybody was worried about COVID. In July 2020, my wife, uh, her, she uh, tore up, ripped her Achilles tendon in 2020. And, you know, that was a, it was a hard thing to, to kind of, you know, look at and, and uh, major. And, you know, when these athletes tear their Achilles tendons, they're, they're out of commission for a year, two years. NBA, NFL, they tear their Achilles tendons, they're, they're done for a couple years. And so, of course, we went uh, to somebody, hey, wrap this thing up. Maybe it'll just, you know, we didn't know it was Aquila's tenant at first. We just, then, you know, see what it is. And so here comes their prognosis that, you know, we got we to gotta do some surgery on this thing. If you don't get surgery, hey, it's not going to be right and so forth. And so, but she got into, into, into the room with God. And I'm praying for her. I'm believing God for her. But by her faith, she stands. I can add my faith to hers, but by her faith, she stands. Y'all are missing it. Pastors and apostles, we can add our faith to yours, but it's by your faith you stand. Children, your mom and your dad, they can add their faith to yours, but it's by your faith you stand. You can't stand on your mama's faith. I don't want to get into metal or anything like that. But you, you, you can't stand on your parents' faith. You got to stand on your faith. So my wife got in there and she began to get into God's word and God gave her word over in Jeremiah 33 that God told her that I'm going to heal that, I'm going to repair that, that uh, tendon as at the first. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to bring you health and healing. 
I'm going to reveal to you the abundance of peace and truth. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to heal it as at the first. And once she got that, she got that word. It didn't matter what the surgeon said. We're going to say, hey, doc, no, thank you, brother. We don't need you. We got a healer. And because she stood on that, God began to just reconnect. And this woman who shouldn't be in heels, shouldn't be jumping and dancing, shouldn't be running, without surgery. See, but you got to have a word to stand on. And when you get that word and you stand on that word, God is going to come through because his word will not return to him void. No word from God is without power or impossible of fulfillment, but you and I must stand in faith. Are y'all tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She got her word. How many of y'all in here ever gotten a word from the Lord? See, once you get that word, now you can stand. Some of you, you know, you may not be going through Achilles issue, but you may be, you know, my God shall supply all my needs. Is whatever, whatever that word is that just God made real to you, that he brought out to you, my God shall supply all my needs. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. He's saving me and my household. This promises to me and to my children and all who are far off. Great shall be the peace of my, whatever it is, that word. And what happens, the devil's going to come along and will you believe in God for your salvation of your, of your household, your kids? He's going to make sure you know what foolish thing they did. He's going to let you find all about, all about what they put on TikTok and Instagram and what they put on Snapchat. Somebody found what they put on Snapchat too. And he's going to make sure you know about it to, to discourage you from standing on the word of God. But you got to say, no devil, God's word said, I'm being saved and my household is being saved. And I'm going to stand in my, I'm going to stand on God's word. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm standing on the word of God. Is anybody here standing on the word of God for anything in your life right now? Well, is it easy? No. no. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it was easy, everybody would be just, just going to God and getting manifestation. And the reason why half the folk you know quit already is because they didn't stand in faith. But I refuse to quit. I'm by myself, aren't I? I refuse to quit. No, no. I know that I will receive the end of my faith in every area of my life. Oh, I've been through some stuff. You go through some things, but that's what standing is all about. I'll tell you, neighbor, that's what standing is all about. We know Hebrews chapter 11. Put up Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, verse 1. That tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance. 
It's a substance. That word substance comes from a Greek word hypostasis. Hypostasis, which is, I just kind of abbreviated the, the, the definition for you here. It means a setting or placing under. It's a thing put under. It's a substructure. It's a foundation. Now, you all today are sitting on a chair. But that chair is sitting on a foundation. And the reason why you came in and plopped your backside down on it was you, you believe that what you were sitting on was stable and able to sustain you. Nobody came in and checked the chairs and wobbled it a little bit and tapping the floor. You didn't do that. You came and just sat yourself down, didn't matter how much you weighed, didn't matter what you just ate, you just sat yourself down on it knowing it's going to hold you up. Because it's on a solid foundation. Faith is a solid foundation. Now, faith is the substance. Faith gives you a foundation for what you hope for. It gives you your hope something to stand on. You're not just hoping and wishing. Come on, somebody. Saints of God, we're not just hoping and wishing. We're, we're standing on something. Something that's solid, that's immovable, that's worked from the beginning of time. It, yeah, it's the same faith God used. Oh, you don't get it. You don't have a different faith than God. You don't have a lesser quality faith than God. Have faith in God. We also, like, like to say within the faith camp, have the God kind of faith. So the faith you have is the exact same faith that God used when he said, let there be, and there was. It's the same faith. Hallelujah. Same faith he used to speak the world into existence. The same faith he used to hold it up right now. He upholds the world by the powerful word. So whatever he used to start it is what he used to keep it. Used to keep it. So the word you released in the beginning of your expectation is the same word you stand on when the going gets rough. When the waves start beating against your, your ship. It's the same word you stand on when the symptoms start to increase. It's the same word you stand on when things get turned off or cut off. You say, wait, I thought I was supposed to be rich. It's the same word you stand on. It is the substance of things so far. It is evidence of things not seen. The Bible says, "For uh, uh, we understand that by it the elders obtain a good report or a good testimony. So how are you going to get your testimony? By standing faith. By faith, verse 3, we understand the worlds are framed by the word of God. So faith is an understanding. Faith is an understanding. It's a revelation you got. Faith, media, go back because I'm, I'm not sure they're, they're tracking me. Go back to, to verse 1 and put the Amplified Classic up. Verse 1, put Amplified Classic up. Because you got to understand, faith, man, this, this thing is powerful. It's not blind faith. <laughs> now faith is assurance. The confirmation, come on. The title deed of things we hope for being the proof 
The proof. So some of y'all came here, you visited, visiting from Franklin this week. You didn't come here just, you know, with, with a tent in the car in case they don't have my room or they don't have my suite available. Why? You already had a confirmation. You didn't go to the hotel and say, well, I hope, I hope y'all have a place for me. No, you had a confirmation. You already had some sort of evidence. It didn't matter how, how crowded the parking lot might have been. You said, no, they got a room. Didn't matter how many people would have been in line in the lobby at the counter. It, it wouldn't matter. No, no, no. God's got mine. They, they have my room. When you have a confirmation, you're already sure about it. Look what he says. He says, it's being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as what? Real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. So faith already perceives it as real fact. So because, thank you, Lord. Perceiving it as real fact. You ever, you ever watched uh, something on television or video or something? Uh, there's, a, there's a TV show we used to watch called America's Funniest Home Videos. You ever watch that? In America's Funny, Funniest Videos, it's all, they always show some stupid thing about some person who they get on a bike or they get on a skateboard, they get on something, and they have some, they crash and fall. You ever seen that? And when that happens, what happens? Does something happen in your body? When you see that person fall off a cliff or fall off of something, your body kind of goes, ooh. You, you, you feel it. It didn't happen to you. You saw it and your body reacted to it because you, your body perceives something as your reality. It, oh, my. It wasn't your reality. You just saw it. But your body perceives it as your reality. You are in faith. When you have a real word from God, everything in you now begins to perceive it as a reality. I'm not waiting till I see it. I'm not waiting till I have it in my hand. I want to perceive it as a real fact in my life. How can you stand in the storm? How can you stand in the rain? How can you stand in the test? How can you stand in the opposition? Because I already perceive it. It's already a real fact. It's a reality in my life. I'm not waiting till it manifests. It's already on the inside of me. That's why I can stand in my faith. It perceives it as a real fact. Because your, your, your body doesn't know the difference between whether it's somebody else or you. You begin to get a word and you begin to speak that word. Your body doesn't know whether that's, it's real or not. You just you begin to say, I am healed. I am healed. Your body, your body doesn't respond. Your body doesn't respond to what the doctor says. Your body responds to what you say. Well, yeah, and the doctor said I had cancer. My body responded. That's because you said, you agreed with, and you repeated what he said. Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough right there. But if you can just get it into your spirit to only say what he said, let the weak I'm going to come back over here. Let the weak say, even though 
you are weak. He said, let the weak say, because when you say you are strong, your body perceives as real fat. I am strong. Then you can stand. You can keep going. You don't quit because it's already a reality. All right. So again, 2 Corinthians 1.24. He says, not that, I, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. So this week and any week we're preaching, we don't have dominion over your faith. We don't have dominion over your faith. Sometimes I wish we did. I could get you out of the hood. I could get you out of debt. I could get you off those pills. If we had to, but we don't, I, I wish we did, but we don't have you're being over your faith. We're just fellow workers, helpers of your joy, for by faith you, you stand. You got it? So when the devil attacks you, you have to stand. And if you stand, God will take good care of you. I said, if you stand, God will take good care of you. God will bring you up. He'll bring you out. He'll bring you over. He'll bring you in. God will turn your life around. If you stand. Can I give you a couple of scriptures before we close out? Ephesians 6, 13 through 16. Standing faith. Everybody say standing faith. Standing faith. Ephesians 6, 13 through 16. Therefore, this is when the devil attacks you. How many of y'all know the devil is going to attack you? Yeah. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Then he says stand therefore. Now he's going to tell us how to stand. Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all. I better go back to it. Having girded your waist with truth, thank God for the truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, thank God for righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, thank God for the gospel of peace. Above all. On top of all of that, taking what? The shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench, neutralize, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The wicked one is shooting against you. He's coming against you to destroy you. He's coming against you to knock you off the hill. He's coming against you to knock you off the word. He's coming against you to knock you out of your joy. He's coming against you to get you out of your faith. And how are you going to put a stop to him? It's that shield of faith. Thank God for love. But he said the shield of faith. Thank God for praise. We're going to praise our way through it. 
that's going to help your joy. But you got to have the shield of faith. Because he says, with that faith, you will quench the fire darts of the wicked one. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Y'all know this one? 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. I got two minutes. Watch this. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I tell you, neighbor, he's looking for you. Well, what you going to do? I'm going to resist him steadfast in the faith. How am I going to stand? That word resist literally means to stand. That word resist is the same word as stand we just read over there in Ephesians. You stand. You resist him. That doesn't mean stand there and take a hit. It means you are resisting. You are putting up a resistance against him. Pushing back against his forces with your faith. Resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that, you're, that the same sufferings are experienced by your brother in the world. People in the world around you, the body of Christ, everybody going through some, some little situation. Everybody's just not quitting. Everybody's not, not crying as much as you're crying about it. All right, one minute. I got, can I read one more to you? 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. I want you all to read this one with me. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It's on the screen in case you can't find 1 Corinthians. This is New Testament. This is all right. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? Ready? Read. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Now, this time I want you to turn to your neighbor who looked like they might be rocked by the devil and tell them, watch, stand fast in the faith, don't be a wimp, be brave, be strong. The Bible is telling us when the devil's coming against you, stop tucking your tail between your legs and running off and hiding in the corner. He said, be brave. He said, be strong. King James says, quit you like men. In other words, it's telling you man up. Ladies, man up. I don't want you dressing like men. I don't want you acting like men. I don't want you talking like men. I don't want you behaving like men. But when it comes to this issue about the devil, man up. Men, stop punking out. Man up. Man up. You ain't the only one going through. And if you kept standing in your faith, God's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you over. He's going to bring you up. He's going to bring you in. He's going to turn it around. Man up. I, I got to get out of here. My time's up. But I, I want to give you an example. You remember Joseph? Who had a dream? That dream was a word that he's gonna be something great. But he ended up in the pit. But he didn't quit. Ended up in part of his house as a slave. But he didn't quit. Ended up in prison as a prisoner. But he didn't quit. God elevated him, raised him up, and brought him over all the way up to Pharaoh's palace. And because he didn't quit, because he stood, he was promoted. The 
There's no promotion for quitters. Y'all don't like that one. There were three Hebrew boys. Deke, this is your story. I should let you tell this one. They were under the threat of being thrown in a fiery furnace. I got to quit. But under that threat, they said, King, we have no need to answer you. The God we serve is able to deliver us. And even if you don't throw us in there, we're still not going to bow to your image. They were standing in their faith. What happened? They threw them in the fire. Tell your neighbor, you might have to go into the fire. But don't quit. Got in the fire, and Nebuchadnezzar looks in and said, didn't we throw in three men tied up? Now I see four men walking around loose, and the fourth one has the appearance like the Son of God. That means God will step in with you. If you will stand in your faith, God will come to your rescue. If you stand in your faith, God will stay by your side. If you stand in your faith, he'll take the heat out of the fire. If you'll stand in your faith. What happened? Nebuchadnezzar brought him out mercy. And what happened? Those boys got promoted. Can I tell you about one more? There's a young man named Daniel who they said this man Daniel is praying to this other God. And they hated Daniel because he was a God worshiper. And he said, I'm going to pray to my God. And they said, hey, king, tell him don't, you can't do that. And he did it anyhow. The Bible says he jacked his windows up and he prayed a little louder. Y'all don't want me to pray. I'm going to pray a little bit louder. You don't want to hear me pray. I'm going to pray a little bit louder. I'm going to pray seven times a day. You don't want me praying. I'm going to pray a little bit louder. Hallelujah. And when he prayed, they then got him thrown into the, what we call the lion's den. But if you stand in your faith, God turned a lion's den into a petting zoo. He went, went down there and began to just mess around with those. Went to sleep all night. Early the next morning, Darius came down there and said, Daniel, Daniel, he said, here I am, king. He said, hallelujah, thank you, God. What happened when he brought Daniel up out of that lion's den? They threw all his haters into the den. They didn't even make it a whole two months. They didn't make it a whole two days. They didn't make it two minutes. The same lions that Daniel slept on because he stood in his faith are the same lions that ate those men who couldn't stand Daniel. And the king brought him out. And then he took him up. The Bible says that the king gave Daniel a promotion. I want someone to know as I go to my seat tonight that if you stand in your faith, promotions are coming into your life. He's going to take it to your next level. He's going to take it to your next dimension. Somebody to a next level in your ministry, a next level in your business, a next level in your job, a next level in your education, a next level in your marriage, a next level in your housing, a next level in your transportation, a next level in your money. If you stand in the faith, God's going to take care of you. Give God a big shout of praise.
Lord at Seating Grace Christian Center. Welcome to my spiritual dad, Apostle Philip D. Derber. God, praise God. Spit and sweat all over this pudding. <laughs> he said that was appetizing. Have you ever gone into a restaurant and looked at the appetizer and said, we just going to make a meal out of appetizer. <laughs> I done got happy. I got a little joy going on. Praise the Lord. Rich stuff, rich stuff. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <sighs> well, it's a, it's a joy to be here this week with you, with uh, your uh, precious pastors, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kimberly. Yeah, they're they're very they're very special to us. You know, uh, I travel around, and uh, well, I've limited it now. I I don't go where people won't do. It's a waste of my time and a waste of the kingdom's time. But you guys are doer of the words. Doer of the words. Plural. Amen. And so uh, I'm honored to be here myself. And and uh, uh, FBC back home is uh, watching us every night. I I closed the church down and uh, commanded them. So uh, they better be chatting back there. They they chatting? Okay. I'm gonna have a roll call. <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Father, we're honored to be here, and, and it's by faith we stand. Thank you, Lord God, that you have never left us comfortless. And we thank you, Lord, that this week is not just a, a time of great family reunion, but it's a catapult into the thank you Lord thank you Lord there's two things about time in the kingdom we can redeem time and we can accelerate time both are going to happen this week both are going to happen this week. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I just agree with the pastors here and the leadership here that this mighty anointing that's already flowing through this place continue. And what you placed within me, release it to your people now. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Pastor Jonathan come out with a one-round knockout. 
but I got 15 rounds, so I got to set you up. I got to play with you a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Go with me to Numbers, chapter 12. Got my lovely wife, Mom Alberta. Hallelujah. We've been together a while now. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. And he said, hear now my words. This is God talking. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. If there's a prophet among you, I will speak to him in a vision or in a dream. Now, you know what it says in Proverbs, without a vision, people perish. A lot of times we teach that without a divine assignment. Are you following? But, it, but it, it, it's, it's more than that. When God wants to advance his people, he will speak prophetically to the apostles and prophets to release what he is doing. Amos chapter 3 says, you know, that the Lord will do Surely he'll do nothing unless he reveals his secrets unto the servants, his prophets. Right? And he says, if there be a prophet among you, then uh, I will speak to him in a vision. Right? And without that vision that I speak to him to release to the people, the people aren't going to get where they're supposed to get. And then you follow that in a different, different fashion? All right. Now, uh, Sunday morning in Frankfurt, Mama Alberta and I uh, were ending a 21-day fast. The Lord instructed us to do bread and water. And if you've ever done bread and water, I'd rather just do straight-up liquid because... Well, it don't really matter if God told you steak and potato. Then all you'd be wanting is salad. If he told you chocolate cake and ice cream, you'd be wanting broccoli. <laughs> Flesh crazy, ain't it? So, you know, don't, don't, don't take this wrong. I wasn't expecting Sunday morning what happened. I was, uh, last week was a very busy week for me. Uh, of course, I preached Sunday morning, then Tuesday night, uh, and, and Monday, I, I was, my, oh, Monday morning, I preached to Pakistan, and Tuesday night preached. Wednesday, I did five TV programs. Thursday, I did six TV programs, preached Friday night. Then Saturday, uh, uh, getting ready for Sunday and, and to come here, right? So it was, it was a, Busy week, but I like busy. I'm not complaining. God's grace is sufficient. Well, what I'm saying is I was not expecting what was about to happen. 
And so uh, I was finishing out the series on uh, what pleases God, pleasing God. It was the 10th message, and it wasn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, running the aisles message about where God sets you in the, in the body of Christ. Wasn't, wasn't a shouting message at all, but it's true anyhow. But prior to that, uh, we were worshiping the Lord. Now, understand, God can reveal things however, whenever, if you're willing to be interrupted. And so I came into the service to pray. Eric, Pastor Eric was leading the praise. He had the place fired up. The anointing was moving, made, made, made it easy for me uh, to get up there. And, uh, you know, I'm going to play a little keyboard and do a little worship. And then I got that inspiration to sing in tongues. It happens from time to time. And uh, uh, I got singing in tongues. And uh, it talks about that in the Bible. You, you do know that, right? Okay. And it also says you can sing in the Spirit and know what you're singing. Well, all of a sudden, I knew what I was singing. They're dancing around the throne. And when I came in here tonight, you were talking about dancing in his presence. It, it took everything I had uh, to keep from jumping up there and just uh, rocking and rolling uh, because I was getting a prophetic song, and, uh, uh, but I swallowed it down. And uh, thank you, Lord. God opened my eyes. And not only did I get the interpretation of what I had been singing in tongues, I saw it. I saw the dancing in the throne. Now, uh, I've had open visions a few times. Open vision is when you don't see with your natural eyes anymore what you're seeing. Everything in the physical disappears and you're seeing in, in uh, an open vision. It wasn't that. It was, it was uh, a vision that uh, God has trained me in all the way back at the farm when I w was missing that nut for Alberta's generator on the Corvair, and he showed it to me where it was, right? And he taught me how to see that way. Remember, if there's a prophet among you, the Lord will make himself real, right? He'll speak, make known unto him a vision. And so uh, I was seeing so clear. Father God uh, was on his throne and this dancing. And I tried to describe it uh, to our people because it wasn't any kind of dancing that I'd ever seen. Down here, we dance to beat. There ain't no time in heaven. There's no time in heaven. There's, there's just flows. Everything flows in heaven. And so, uh, you know, if ever you've seen choreographic dancing, you know, where, I mean, you know, ballet and so on and so forth, where they're just, everyone's in sync, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Or maybe, maybe you've seen uh, synchronized swimming, you know, where, they're all together and so on and so forth, right? Well, that uh, is, the, is the closest 
thing I can think of when I was sitting over here a while ago, I was thinking about Mama Jean, Baba Jean Merck. Back in her days, she would take that kerchief and she would dance in a way that superseded anybody around. I've seen dance. Anybody seen Mama Jean dance? Okay. And, and uh, I tried to describe to the people how they were dancing. Everything was, everything was flowy. And, and every, everyone was moving at the same time. And Father God's just in, in the middle of it, just watching and loving it all. And it was the saints. It wasn't the angels. It's the saints that were dancing around the throne. And I, I, I challenged my people to get a little loose, you know. <laughs> Mama Alberta told me afterwards, she said, you weren't even close to what you were describing. I said, I was doing my best, right? God didn't call me as a dancer. He called me as a prophet of God. And so... I've had I've had multiple I've had multiple visions, probably uh, hundreds since uh, serving the Lord, but few that shake me. And this one shook me. I'm not talking about fear. I'm talking about it shook me inside uh, to where it's still uh, just as real. Like when I'm describing it to you, I'm seeing it. And I, and, I, and I still can't tell you how uh, big and how everyone moved at the same time. They had long garments on, and, they, and that just made the flow look even more, you know. And it, and, and it, was, it was, it's a beautiful thing. We'll see it when we get to heaven. And... Uh, the Lord said, uh, we're celebrating what I'm doing on earth. Yeah, wow. Wow is right. And so I came, you know, I'm trying to figure out how, how, do, I, how do I interpret this service? I, you know, this is a, you know, I'm, I'm ready to eat my ribeye steak. I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, turning this word out, finishing this series out, you know, exhorting the people, and then uh, getting on, getting ready for Florida. And this happens. So I go to the pulpit, and, uh, you know, our people are all, you know, doing this. <laughs> Not like that. Hallelujah. And then here came a tongue and an interpretation of tongue. And the Lord began to speak about that dancing in the throne. Uh, do you have that prophecy that we can put up on the screen? Or do you want me to just read it? No, you don't have it?
Okay, let me read it. I really wanted your eyes to be able to see it. There it is. Can you see that? Okay. Surely I will do nothing, says the Lord, lest I reveal it first to my prophets, showing them things that are to take place, things that are about to move, things that are happening. And yes, there is a celebration around my throne, says the Lord, for the day has come. The hour has come which my prophets, which have had an ear to hear from me, have proclaimed. The time of divine arrangements and turnarounds. Mighty hand being displayed. Now you better listen up. No longer will I hold my peace. No longer will I hold back my judgment. The time. The space is up that I gave those that have come against me opportunity to have a change, to receive forgiveness, but the time is up, and you shall see great and mighty things being revealed in your lives, in your families' lives, in your communities, and in your nation. And what I will do will shake the entire world, says the Lord, for it's my time to display my goodness. It's my time to display my power. It's my time to reveal to my church and to the world who I am. Yes, celebration is in order, says the Lord. We're going to celebrate this week. You will see people that have blamed me and said that these horrific disasters were acts of me. Now they call them acts of God. The same ones are going to see what I do. And now they're going to attribute to me the truth that those things which we are seeing and hearing are acts of God. So celebrate with heaven, says the Lord. Celebrate. Shake it off. Things are swiftly changing in your life. Because you believe me and you never forsook my word, says the Lord. Somebody celebrate. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. Sit down. Sit down. I told the people at Faith Victory Church, the St. Pete Faith Rally just started right now, up there on Sunday. I knew that that wasn't just for us. Are you, are you following this? Now, now the Lord, Lord spoke this to me today because that's a pretty, it, that's a pretty now word. And I'm going out on the line with what I heard God and saw God do. I'm going to prophesy some things this week. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 12. Remember, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision. And without that vision, we're not going to be complete. 
God shows us things. Remember, the timing of God. He can, you can redeem time and accelerate time. Ezekiel chapter 12. Verse 26. And again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, The vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesies of the times that are far off. Therefore, saying to them, Thus saith the Lord God, I'm saying this to you tonight. There shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that prophecy is for now. By faith, we prophesy. By faith, you hear it. And these prophecies come so that through these prophecies, you might war a good warfare, keep your faith stand, and bring in what God just said. Right? Okay. Okay. We're going to get in the Word here in a minute. I'm just prefacing something. Because Pastor Jonathan, boy, I mean, he about splashed all the water out of the pool. So, so all this happened Sunday, right? And uh, uh, our flight out was uh, Sunday night. We hadn't never taken that flight that I remember down here to St. Pete. But uh, we got on there and, and uh, you know, everything's smooth, you know. We fly into St. Pete, you know, and just get our rental car. And, and uh, we look at each other and, and we said, uh, it's hot. Praise the Lord. We're in the right state. We didn't. We landed right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, we uh, we got driving to our condo, and we were on uh, 275 South, and uh, you know. We're pretty familiar with the territory around here, getting there, you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, there's this guy in this dark, all I, can, all I can describe it to you is a dark car. Everything about it was dark. And uh, he's, he's weaving around in the road and, uh, yeah, coming into our lane, so on and so forth. And, um, of course, Mom Alberta, uh, she said, uh, you know, get around him or something, you know, don't. And, and so, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's going fast and going slow. You know, you think he's drunk or he's texting or something, you know. And, and uh, uh, so I shot on past him. Well, uh, he uh, gets behind me. I'm talking about real close behind me. Starts flashing his lights off and on. And so I'm thinking, is this an undercover cop? What? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, what, what's going on? You know, 
and, and I look down at my speed. I'm doing 61 in a 65. And then he uh, uh, whips back around and, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's some crazy stuff. Cutting in and out in front of us, behind us, beside us. And uh, I, when all this happened, I glanced at the exit. It was exit 24. And I knew that our exit was exit 17. And uh, uh, so from exit 24 all the way to exit 17, this is going on. So if, if, that's, if that's miles, that's seven miles. Are you following what I'm saying? And so this, this, yeah, yeah, he pulled in front of us and then, and then stopped and, and, and trying to get us to stop. And uh, I whipped around him, and I'm thinking, if I was in Kentucky, I don't know about these Florida boys, but in Kentucky, we don't play all this. There's a reason why our trucks got dents in them. Y'all ain't got no scratches at all. <laughs> and so uh, he gets in behind, starts flashing the lights again, you know, and all the, I'm talking right up on, on the bumper, right? And you know, all the old man I'm having to cast down. And and uh I know that exit seventeen is, is coming. Exit seventeen. Seventeen's the number of overcoming the enemies, it's the it's the number of uh total complete victory. And uh then he pulls up beside us and I didn't know this, but uh Alberta said he rolled down the window. And was 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 doing all that, doing all this stuff, and uh, I'm trying to keep the Tabasco, <laughs> and I don't want, and I don't, you know, I don't want Alberta to freak out on this, right? And so, I'm I'm just gonna be steadfast, unmovable. And here comes exit 17, and. I veered off, and and and, and you know, uh, probably freaked him out that uh, we shot off there. So I get I get back. We get to our condo, and uh, I'm ready to sleep. I plan Monday. Yeah, I, you know I'm gonna get in there. It's been a long week. I'm gonna get me a good ten hours. We're going to sleep when we get to heaven, right? Yeah. So we get in bed. It's about uh, 2 o'clock when we, we finally get in bed, you know, get unpacked and all this stuff. And I'm tossing and turning. And I can't get comfortable. I, I, it, it, I, I felt like uh, uh, I had been, uh, I drank a cup of coffee or something. I don't do caffeine, see, as far as coffee or anything like that. And, and, I, and I'm miserable. And, you know, I'm sitting there saying, Lord, you know, you give your beloved sweet sleep, you know, and all this. And finally, 
I got up. And I said, well, if we're going to get up, we're going to pray. So I, 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 I go in the living room, and I get praying in the Holy Ghost. And uh, the Lord said, uh, that was witchcraft sent against you to take you out. The welcome committee to St. Pete. And I had to look this word up. He said, refute it. He didn't say resist it. Nothing. He said, refute it. And I said, in the name of Jesus. So, uh, what I'm carrying for all of us is got Satan's attention. But greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So that little demon had to go back to his boss and report. Couldn't stop that Derber boy. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So what we going to get into this week about this celebration, about what's, what God is doing, has a huge, huge, I'm, I'm expecting things to break even while I'm speaking tonight. Here, among us, out there, in the world. Are you following this? Now. That's, that's getting the water splashed, all right? So that's just getting started here. Are we, are we okay? All right, I need me a drink. Turning your Bibles to Acts. Yeah, the welcoming committee to St. Pete. <laughs> Remember when Jesus, when Jesus got to the other side and that devil met him? <laughs> Mama Alberta can tell you more about it because she was watching everything. I was Acts chapter one. Let's get in this now. Jesus has ascended. He has showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. For 40 days. And. Uh, 120 of them are meeting in the upper room. And in verse 15. And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said. The number of names together were about 120. Men and brethren this scripture must needs have been fulfilled. Which was which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas, which was to guide them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. But you know, this man purchased a field with a reward of iniquity. We know what happened to Judas. He betrayed him, 30 pieces of silver, so on and so forth. Peter, Peter gets a revelation. And he says... This must needs be fulfilled. This scripture 
has to be fulfilled before we can go forward. Now, you remember when uh, Jesus was walking with his disciples and he said, uh, who do men say that I am? Remember that? Some say you're Elijah, some say you're you know, this and that, Jeremiah, whatever. He said, yeah, but who do you say I am? And Peter had a revelation. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, right? And he said, uh, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which art in heaven, he revealed this unto you. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Peter uh, stepped over into a dimension of downloading from heaven. And so instead of just uh, hanging out, talking about the miracles that Jesus did, he's pressing in because Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has, become, has come upon you. Go into Jerusalem and tarry till you be endued with it. So Peter, 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 you know, he, he, he's, he's checking things out. And he said, well, wait a minute. I'm reading scripture here where it says this scripture must be fulfilled. And you know how it goes. They bring up uh, uh, two candidates, uh, uh, Joseph and Matthias. And they prayed and uh, they cast lots according to uh, Levitical law, and the lot fell on Matthias. Now, the criteria was uh, they, they, whoever we're going to uh, install in this uh, apostolic office had to be with Jesus from the beginning. So, uh, Matthias, was, he, he was there. Now, that's the only time we see Matthias in the Bible, but that's not all we know about Matthias. Historians tell us he was the apostle to Ethiopia. Ethiopia, the black community, right? And so uh, that scripture had to be fulfilled before the power could be released. Now, follow this. There, we're living in Scripture-fulfilling times. And, and uh, we're going to see some things here in just a minute that's going to pinpoint us at what time frame we're in because the prophecy that we just uh, heard was God saying, it's now. It's my time now. That's, that's, that's a whole lot to... Uh, prophesy to say that God said it's now but I got him backing me up Acts chapter 2 then in verse 1 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were with one accord in one place now you know you we just had Pentecost Sunday you know recently and so on and so forth but when you understand that Jesus said, go into Jerusalem until you be endued with power, it was a promise. 
It was a promise. So instead of uh, uh, reading it when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when the day of the promise was fully come, and I'm telling you, there's some promises that your day has come. And when the day for your promise comes, can't nothing hold it back. Can't nothing stop it. Anybody standing on the promises of God? We used to sing that song in the United Methodist Church. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. We didn't believe none of it. Wasn't none of us standing. Wasn't none of us standing. Didn't he know how to stand? Right? Right? Okay. So, when, when uh, the Holy Ghost falls, verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because they heard every man speaking his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Now you understand Galileans was the hood. Can any good thing come out of Galilee? It was considered the low-class town, right? All right, there's hope for us all then. And how here we, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. And get down here to verse 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? What meaneth this? Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, since but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on and on and on about the supernatural. So Peter says, this is that. Now I want you to, I want you to hear this statement. Before there can ever be a this, there has to be a that. Is it up on the screen? Before there can ever be a this, there has to be a that. Let me explain. Before there could ever be this, there had to be that. 
Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Now, we're going to get into some faith stuff on this, right? Because God's promises are that's. Are you following this? So when he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Well, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Philip a while ago. That. And it produces this. Don't lose that. I won't drive that home. Right? So, <laughs> I don't know if you can swallow this down on the first night, but you're going to have to try to. We have now entered into what meaneth this celebration era. People are going to be asking you, how did this happen in your life? And you're, and you're going to say, you want to know how that happened? <laughs> Anybody following this? No, no accident. Right? It's no accident how it happened. But you had to have a that word. A that word produces a this. Are you following this? So that's why that full assurance that Pastor Jonathan so beautifully put out there uh, as our appetizer, right? There has to be that. That's why, <laughs> that's why God wants us to know what that book says so that we can have this. I'm letting this sink in. When the day of promise was fully come, it was the time for this. And they said, what meaneth this? And he said, this is a result of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Woo! There's a whole bunch of this is going to manifest. <laughs> if you understand what I'm talking about, lift your hand. Because I want you to understand that right there. All right. Let's go a little further. That explains how the this happened. In other words, when you're explaining how this happened, you take them back to that. When Pastor Jonathan was explaining how Pastor Kim 
is in this condition of healing. He told us about that which she had been standing on. This is that. Somebody shout, this is that. Shout it like an army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh huh. Okay. Let me give you a definition of this. This is Webster's de definition of this the person, thing, or idea that is present. Or near in place, time, or thought, or that has just been mentioned. That's this. You could say the thing or the idea or, or the thing that's present. Now the definition of that. The person, thing, or idea indicated, mentioned, or understood from the situation. You're not in the situation anymore. That's the way it used to be. But this is how it is now. Y'all revelating with me? It's good, ain't it? We've entered in to a this celebration era. These words of prophecy shall not be prolonged any longer. I'm believing that this week things are going to end and begin in your life. You are in the right place at the right time under the right anointing with the right teaching with the right attitude with the right bunch of that's that qualify you for a whole bunch of thises. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, how'd you get this new car? Oh, you want to know about that? The Bible says they're supposed to come to you and ask you for the answer within you. How'd you get that? Well, this is that. I'm just, I'm just enjoying this, uh, this jacuzzi right here. I don't... I don't want to leave this too soon here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me help you out. Remember that seed? That seed. That seed. That one that stretched you seed. That one where you didn't know how you're going to make it through the month 
if you sowed that seed. This is that shout. Frankfurt, you better be shouting. Well, I feel the anointing in here. I, I, I don't know if you can take this. I don't know if I ought to just shut it down right there and let you meditate on that. Can you take more? Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. <laughs> Mark chapter 11 and Jesus verse 22 answering saith unto them have the God kind of faith for I say unto you that I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this can you handle this? Whosoever, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall Say unto this. In other words, you're going to take your that moment and you're going to use it to speak to this mountain. For verily I say unto you <clears throat> that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe. But believes that. Now believes that. <clears throat> what that are you believing? What you just said to this mountain. Somebody stay with me here. And shall not doubt his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have. He shall have that. Whatsoever he saith in the past tense, that. Okay. Now. Now. Jesus is, is bringing out these faith truths after he cursed a fig tree. So let's back up okay. and look at this. 
my, my, my. Verse 15, or 12, rather. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing the fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, he's talking to a tree, just like he said for you to talk to that mountain. He said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Verse 20. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Then Jesus starts saying this, right? Now let's back up. These nine words that Jesus said in verse 14. No man eat fruit of thee. That is the desired this. Hereafter forever was the that. His desire was the fig tree to be cursed. That was the this. He implemented it hereafter forever. And from that moment, it was history. That was the that. So when Peter saw the fig tree dried up from the root, we could say it this way. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Jesus. Are you following this? And then he takes us into. Do it the same way. Have the, have the God kind of faith. What's your desire? That's why he would go on to say. Whatsoever things that you desire. When you pray. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have them, right? And so our part is to find out what that book says and then apply it to this situation. And when you speak to this situation, it turns this situation into a that. Are you seeing that? Making room for the this. See? Now, I don't know about you. Yeah, I do know about you. You, 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 you believe in big. You're dreaming big. You've sowed big, expecting big. You, this, this, this ministry is a whole lot bigger than what it appears. I'm just telling you. And uh, a whole bunch of thises 
The plural of this is or this is these. Well, yeah, this, they, they wanted to know. They wanted to know. Look at this. He remember when he went in and, and, and cleaned the temple? Remember when he cleaned out the temple in between all this? Okay. It says here in verse 27. And they come again to Jerusalem and as he was walking in the temple. There come to him chief, chief priests and scribes and elders and say unto him, By what authority doest thou these things? We want to know the that. How did you do that to arrive at these things? Anybody following this? Jesus is smart. You know that. He, he and and you, you you might have to you might have to you know just take a take a knee here. He's smarter than you. Both knees. Right, right. Now watch this. Verse twenty-nine. Jesus answered and said to him, "I'll ask you one question." Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. You want to know how that happened? Then you answer this, and I'll tell you about that. The baptism of John. Was it from heaven or, or, or of, of men? Answer me. And they reason within themselves, if we shall say from heaven... He'll say, well, then why didn't you believe him? But if we shall say of men, they feared the people. For all men counted John that he was a prophet. Indeed. And they answered and said unto Jesus, they lied. We cannot tell. And Jesus answered, saith unto them, neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. You won't, you won't, you won't come to me honestly? about how God does things. You want to know how that happened, but you want to lie when I ask you about how that happened? You want to attribute that to God? I'm not going to tell you about these. God is telling us, though, about these things. Folks, if God spared not his own son, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Are you following this? Are you getting this? This is that. Now, we went off the diving board tonight with, with Pastor Jonathan talking about faith standing. And uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, going to let, let you all meditate on that. Except, i got to take you one more place. One more place. Listen, Pastor Jonathan called me and said, hey, Dad, you know, doing this faith rally, trying to get it ironed out when we want to do this. And uh, what's, 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 what works for you? 
And uh, I said, this week. He said, good. And then he, he called me back a couple of days later, and he said, uh, you sure you want to do this because Sunday is Father's Day? And I said, I'm positive. He goes, I'm going to be belly up. I ain't preaching no Father's Day. Right? And uh, he said, okay, I just want you to know it's Father's Day. Because, you know, uh, pretty much every Father's Day I've been in the pulpit. And uh, every Sunday I've been in the pulpit. I rarely take this uh, day off. Uh, but uh, I've had an invitation from Pastor Bob Tilton, my spiritual father, to have a, a Father's Day celebration in their new house. So that worked out, right? But then uh, I started realizing that I heard Pastor Jonathan talk about uh, Friday night, we're going to have a celebration in here. We're just going to have a party. That's what it is Friday night. Uh, I was listening to one of his messages. And uh, I know that Friday is the 17th. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the only Friday 17th in 2022. Overcoming the enemies. Complete victory. Come on now. And so what we're going to do on Friday, I want you dressed up in your party stuff. What do you mean, what kind of party? It's a this party. What kind of party? Just don't come in here where I have to change my message to holiness. equally yoke ourselves with the celebration that's going on in heaven according to that prophecy see and so by the time Wednesday and Thursday uh, is accomplished with what God's placed in our hearts you ought to be uh, your joy ought to be helped your expectation ought to be in celebration mode. And uh, this is that. This is, this is our, I'm, I'm telling you, I believe this with all my heart, that this turnaround time that has been prophesied, we've already seen some, but from this week on, it's going to just accelerate in your personal lives, in our ministries, in this nation. 
Thank you for your enthusiasm. See? So, uh, you're going to have a lot of explaining to do about how that happened in your life. And you just say, uh, how much time you got? Are you seeing this? Okay. There you go. We jumped in the pool tonight. Some of you been out in the sun. You're sitting there. Trying to stay with me. You stay in the air conditioning with a vitamin water, <laughs> cherries, blueberries, and some of them pork ribs. My goodness. When they put, they put, I got connections. I ain't have to leave the condo. How'd you get this? Did you enjoy that tonight? Pastor Jonathan? Huh? Well, that was it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Come on, give God a big praise tonight. Oh, my. This is that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm seeing it already. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious, 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 glorious. Listen, we're going to give an offering tonight. Let's do that. Give an offering envelope. Raise your hand. As much as they will serve you, they'll put an offering envelope in your hands. This week, we're going to bless the man of God. We'll take good care of him and show him our appreciation for coming this week. All that is being poured out. Hallelujah. What do you need? Oh. Pastor Jonathan's being modest. Whenever I tag team back home, I might be carrying the word. Pastor Jonathan might be carrying the word or the mixture of the two. Everything taken up in these love offerings, we split right down the middle. You're pastor, right? But if you want to designate it, maybe he said something that triggered something, and you want to designate it to him, or something I said, and you wanted to designate it to me. Are you following what I'm saying? But he's working just like I'm working. Are you following this? And the laborer is worthy of his hire. So understand, well, I just jumped up here, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that everything taken up in these offerings is split right down the middle unless you designate it. Got it? All right. say.
was going to say was, but this is my house. And you can't say that to your dad. So what he said. Slicing that ribeye tonight. That's good. This is that. Mm-mm-mm. We're living in, in the most prophetic time in history. I've told y'all that since 2018. The Lord told me that back in 2018. And back that, that year, and He said, Everything, the prophecy you've ever heard is for now. We're in the now of what God has spoken. So we'll be saying, this is that. Everything that was spoken before, this is that. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Every night, it'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. Until Friday night, you just dance your shoes off. Amen. We can just want to make sure we, we, we're talking casual, just kind of casual, just right. Is that what we're saying? Party clothes? I'm, just, I'm asking. I just want to. Oh, not casual. Oh, decked out. Oh, oh, dress to the nines. He means here we say dress to the nines. Grown folks party, what we call it out. It's grown folks party. Okay, this, is not, this isn't the middle school dance. This is a folks party. Amen. Got it. Got it. Get some sins, a ball gown.